Hey guys and welcome to a new podcast of Digital Micropreneur and this is a podcast where I talk to entrepreneurs I talk to people from advertising and marketing and they share their belief system they share their journey with us and today I have a special guest uh, I would I would call him uh, the the somebody who brought yahoo uh, in india and that's that's what uh, before the uh, podcast when you were discussing so i still remember when i first interacted with yahoo way back in in 98 99 it's probably 99 when i was a ninth standard and uh, while talking to to this uh, uh, i i stumbled upon when i was talking to atul who who was one of the pioneers in digital industries in india and i am very delighted to welcome him on this podcast to meet a veteran from the digital industry in fact who who was one of the few people who started and who started the whole category here so welcome to the podcast atul thanks uh, thanks a lot abhishek thank you so much so atul uh, uh, so when i start my podcast i ask all my guests to uh, start a brief introduction about themselves and uh, uh, preferably uh, starting from starting so if you could go back down the memory lane and start from your schooling college and what you did so that we can also learn a lot of uh, things from your journey and uh, as as a as a typical uh, mumbai uh, uh, person i would also like you to add some masala in your story preferably bollywood masala so so all of us can also understand that story sure so uh, so just as a disclaimer and heads up uh, you know my story is uh, very linear so there's absolutely no drama and spice uh, <laughs> that would find in a hollywood uh, movie I uh, have pretty much done my schooling and college uh, in Mumbai. So uh, I did my uh, schooling with Saint Anne's. I went to Elphinstone College in uh, Mumbai. So very much a Mumbaiker at heart. I was uh, always, uh, you know, I had an entrepreneurial mind. So you know, my college uh, was very next to the stock exchange. So I dabbled in stocks when I was in college. You know, I was doing some trading. I was helping people, other students invest. so just trying to make a quick buck uh, while you are in uh, college so that's uh, that was really it and then i stumbled upon uh, an actually an open hunt where people where there was a there was a very interesting gentleman called shumit roy mm-hmm. who used to train people for advertising okay you know and uh, i didn't know anything about advertising but this uh, i saw this ad in midday and i applied for it and uh, you know they had some 300 400 candidates out of which they selected five i was one of them who got selected as, as an intern with him to really understand what advertising is so their program was that they train you for a year practical mm-hmm. training on job and then they place you with advertising agencies i'm talking about 94 this is oh. 1994 okay and as luck would have it i got into it and uh, you know and again as luck would have it within 4 months uh, he told me you're ready to join you don't need to wait for a year Hmm. and i actually got placed in an agency at that point of time it was a french agency that was coming into india called euro rscg uh, uh so one of those really really early foreign companies uh, coming in during that point of time there were other large advertising agencies like lintas and ogilvy which were already there euro rscg was a complete startup but it was a huge multinational it had won the philips and intel account in india so they were looking for, so i joined them as an intern and that was pretty much the beginning of my advertising journey Uh, and then i spent almost about uh, 15 20 years in advertising wow. and uh, marketing mm-hmm. i moved on to the digital marketing side uh, in 98 mm. uh, late uh, i would say 99 if i remember the dates uh, right it was really early days of digital marketing i joined a company at that point of time it was called connectof 
it later went on to be called MediaTurf, one of the earliest companies uh, in the digital marketing uh, space. And uh, really extremely interesting exposure uh, over there. Had a great mentor in the name of V. Ramani, who was like an industry guru, mm -hmm. into digital marketing. Spent about uh, eight, nine years in that company. And uh, uh, six years back, uh, you know, when I had pretty much completed almost two decades uh, in advertising and marketing, I said, uh, you know, enough of this. My interest really now lied in working with new entrepreneurs, working with younger people. And that's when I joined hands uh, <clears throat> with a childhood friend of mine and launched Rainmaker Ventures. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our, our first fund uh, was launched. Uh, it was a $50 million size fund. And uh, we really invest in upcoming uh, tech-led startups. A uh, lot of investments in the media, content, uh, programmatic, influencer marketing uh, space. So with Rainmaker Ventures, it's it's uh, really been, you know, while I've always been entrepreneurial right through, but this has really been a full-fledged entrepreneurial journey in the last five and a half uh, years or so, where we really invested in about 10 odd different companies across categories, working with startup founders. So extremely fulfilling uh, journey. So that in a nutshell is my entire career, you know, starting from advertising, solid two decades in advertising, marketing, again, various functions. So I, I, it was not just one function from strategic planning to heading a creative uh, company to right. moving on to digital. So really, you know, seen all very lucky to have seen all aspects of uh, advertising. And the last five and a half years has really been into venture funding. And we've now invested in companies across the Middle East, in Indonesia, in Singapore, of course, India. So in a way, it's, it's really been good to build, you know, a lot of companies across this entire belt from Southeast Asia to Middle East. Right, right, right. Amazing journey, Atul, and I, I think it is it is full of Bollywood, <laughs> although probably you you missed or you didn't tell us some Bollywood stories. But yeah, uh, starting from from uh, from a typical Mumbaiker boy, and like how you said that I, I was looking to make quick bucks and getting into stocks and then getting into advertising, and and uh, really uh, I think luck does plays a, a very very big role sometimes. But we cannot deny the hard work and the skill set of a person. No, absolutely. I think you need a combination of both. And uh, you know, as everybody says, the harder you work, the more luck you create. But sometimes you need the right breaks. I was extremely lucky that, you know, I always, I think one of the re reasons for defining my career has been, I always had wonderful bosses. Right. You know, and I think it's very important to have a mentor, you know, to have uh, somebody who will look after you beyond just the day-to-day -day inputs that you need to give for your job. So mm. that way I've been extremely lucky. You know, I've, I've not changed many jobs in my career, uh, you know, mm. really been in three places, but everywhere I was extremely lucky to have fantastic bosses. Right, right. So we will, we will talk in detail about, about the importance of mentors when, when we move forward as well, Atul. So Atul, my, my next quick question to you is, uh, how do you explain in just 30 words uh, what you do to, uh, to somebody who is just an eight-year-old kid? Sure. So, our, your business? So, our, so our company is called Rainmaker Ventures and that's what we believe we are. We are rainmakers. Mm -hmm. We believe in, uh, you know, partnering with upcoming entrepreneurs to really set, ensure that their goals are achieved. So our role is in the background. We really the, want to play rainmaker. So if you have a great company going and you need somebody to put fuel to it, that's where we come in. We are your support system. You know, so <clears throat> that's really our role. As simple as that, to play rainmaker to upcoming entrepreneurs. Great, great. And I think it, it is a journey which is, which is, I think, also at a stage when you can also give back to the society 
to to the people so if, if somebody had mentored you it's your time also to teach people what you have learned across your career absolutely and i believe uh, which is that the best way to give back is to create jobs right Right. You know, there's there's nothing better than doing that. You know, while yes, you can have the, but I think the best thing you can do is to create jobs. The more job creation that happens, the more entrepreneurs we build, the more people we build who can do good. Right, right, and I think this is exactly the philosophy which we also run digital micropreneur at in in terms of creating as many micropreneurs as many entrepreneurs because that's that is what will will lead to economical growth across the country. Absolutely. Great. So, so Atul, uh, most most of the people when they when they become entrepreneur, uh, no, none of us have actually imagined that that you know when we were as a kid that we will become entrepreneur. Somebody wants to become a doctor. Somebody wants to be, go go to army. Uh, do you remember what you wanted to do when you were as a kid? And the second question is, do you remember that last incident or or that that final decision which which you decided that that this is the day, this is the time. that now i need to get into entrepreneurship so uh, very interesting so i'll tell you as growing up in a middle class family in mumbai uh, you know my dad uh, was an aircraft engineer with uh, air india uh, my entire family is either of engineers and uh, doctors so as a good mm-hmm. south indian boy i mean my parents ensured that i just do either of the two you know and as luck would have it uh, i could not get into either you know so i i could not get into a good medical college nor could i get into a good engineering college and uh, i had no clue about advertising but uh, you know it just opened up one day and i from day one you know i just felt at home mm-hmm. so you know it was something as i said luck is important it's something that happened something i had no background for but i realized from day one that this is what i meant to do mm-hmm. and that's it and then throughout my career you know so i don't think there was one decision that pushed me to become an entrepreneur Hmm. Throughout my career, there were phases where I felt that okay, now what next? You know, hmm. and I was not a great believer of changing jobs. You know, like I said, in twenty years, I changed two jobs, so I only done three different roles. Right. But at you know, at every point in life, maybe every five six years, there was a point where I said, now enough, let me start, let me start. You know. Hmm. So hmm. I really don't know what was that final thing that made me go out and completely start on my own, but it was always hmm. there at the back of my mind. So there was hmm. not one thing. I think it happened. you know across a period of time and when you spend two decades see I, i'm not your typical entrepreneur who's come out of college and started something right i've been a professional for almost a decade and a half and then moved on to a more professional entrepreneurial role and then a completely entrepreneurial role mm. you know so uh, one thing is that the later you start the more difficult it is to start you know because ah. you have so much to give up you know because I you agree. have job, agree you know you have so many people i mean i went from you know 500 600 people reporting into me being the only person in my job Right, right. So, so that makes a big difference. So you know there was not any one moment, but at, you know it was always there. It was always lingering behind, saying that right. you know start you know go out and be on your own. Right, right. So Atul, you you mentioned a very important point is is that you know uh, the later you start, and I think it's not just in terms of responsibilities, but it's also about your mindset. Like if if somebody. Have, for example like you when so so my next question to you is is obviously when you started your own company i'm sure before that there were people who were reporting to you there was somebody who was doing accounts for you there was somebody who was fixing up meetings for you but when you start as an entrepreneur the things completely change so so how hard it was to shift from from an employee employee gear to uh, an entrepreneur gear so i'll tell you uh, you know in my case because i had a very well established two decades of career and then i was you know partnering with my uh, you know somebody so my partner for example is a first generation entrepreneur who's built a billion dollar company ground up 
Mm-hmm. You know, so there was a lot of infrastructure that I already had when I started off. You know, mm-hmm. but the biggest challenge, you know, what you rightly said, was not about the day-to-day stuff. You know, because we had the resources, we were not bootstrapping. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest thing was the mindset change. Yes. Because suddenly you had to do everything, you know, mm. you were doing the minutest of the thing, you were addressing the most critical issue, you were addressing the most mundane issue. Mm. So I think it is mostly at my age when, you know, if you have a professional who spent two decades and then starting off, mm. I don't think resources is an issue in most cases. Mm. I think the biggest issue is a mindset change, you know, how, because you're so used to a team doing everything. Right. And everything right. that you say being taken seriously and then implemented and suddenly mm. here you have to do everything. So it's a mindset change. It took me six months. Uh, you know, I think everybody deals with it personally, depending on But for me, you know, it took six months for me to transition for, for that mindset. Right, right. I think also one question, so in fact, I was talking to somebody uh, in my last to last week's podcast as well. And he also mentioned saying that, so this was a very important, which he mentioned, saying that people uh, do respect you, people do value you. But the moment you leave your job, the moment you leave your position, the, the mindset of, of people whom you have been talking also changes. So have you ever experienced this kind of thing as well? Like no, when you are heading yeah. a bigger company, people people see you differently. But when you're starting up, people see you differently. So I'll tell you, uh, you know, a lot of people have asked me this. Mm. I did not face this. And I believe it is a function of how you were in your last role. Uh, okay. You know, because for me, some of my closest clients, some of my closest associates actually were the first ones to give me business when I started up on my own. You know, so when we funded our first digital company, you know, I went back to some of our older clients and they did not hesitate. Like in the first two months, we picked up some seven, eight businesses, which are low, older relationships. They did not even ask me that you are no longer running it. You are mm. now an investor. You now have a new team. Mm-hmm. I think it is a function of us. It's not a function right. of people. You know, how people treat you is a completely a function of you, how you treated them when you were in a bigger role. Right. Uh, you know, and it comes back. I know. So I'm a great believer of this entire uh, cycle of karma, right? I mean, if you, and I saw it happening in real terms, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, so we were very lucky that we had a lot of relationships who stood up for us and said, Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. We believe that what you're doing is good, you know, mm-hmm. so let's back you. So we did not face uh, that. So it's all about your personal equity and not not the job, which, which position or title. You know, it's, it's about how you deal with it. See, if you let your chair talk for you, then they will respect only the chair you're sitting ah, in. Right. You know, if you as a person are talking to them, then they'll respect the person. I mean, it's human nature. It's, mm. I mean, you know, if both of us tomorrow, mm. say, you know, talk to each other at a personal level, it's a very different equation than talking as, you know, people who run uh, two different digital companies. Right, 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 right. Amazing lessons happening here, guys. And I think this is, this is only somebody who has been there and done that can tell you that that people will not respect only the chair, they'll respect you as a person and how you have treated them. Amazing, amazing life lessons having, uh, learning here from Atul Egre, guys. So, Atul, I mean, uh, obviously you spoke about that it took you almost six months to uh, get into and, uh, and in fact, uh, change the whole mindset. So if you could talk about some of, some of the initial years or how was the journey as an entrepreneur when you started, any problems which you faced, any, any incident which, which you remember which, which impacted you a lot as well? See, I'll tell you, uh, so I, I'll give you a sense of when we started our venture fund, right? Uh, mm. We started it five years back. At that point of time, it was the peak venture funding scene in India. Right, right. You know, so, you know, we we were not getting the marquee proposals to evaluate because people were very particular. I mean, people were questioning us. They were saying that, you know, who are you guys? What's your background? What have you done? 
you know and we saw that slowly changing in a year or year so first one one and a year half years was very difficult to even attract the right kind of entrepreneurs who would need funding from us mm-hmm. you know so that uh, and that evolved very quickly because then the whole funding scenario changed because when we came in it was like a frenzy of funding happening there was funding available everywhere you know mm. we were getting funding in, uh, at ridiculous valuations mm. but i think that was the biggest challenge we faced which is to really find out that you know who do we back mm-hmm. other challenge is once we started funding a lot of startups which i think is a big big challenge for all startups was to attract good talent Mm-hmm. right how do you convince somebody who's doing well in what they are doing how do you convince him or her saying that now you come and join a startup right you know? so funding a startup is one thing but then helping the entrepreneurs to attract mm-hmm. good talent you know so i i saw these two things as you know major challenges for us when we started off mm-hmm. understood understood so as as we move ahead atul uh, so a lot of people who listen to this podcast are budding entrepreneurs or people who are just planning to get into entrepreneurship and they always see uh, how entrepreneurship has been portrayed into into current media in current media i mean they show glamour they show they show money flowing around everywhere so uh, before we move in and we get into a deeper discussion i would like you to talk about three myths which which you would like to burst right away before we get into into deeper conversations about entrepreneurship yeah so i think the first uh... i wouldn't say a myth it's a, you know it's something that do not get influenced by what you read every day in the newspapers mm. right saying this company got valued at a billion this got you know there are very few of them you know so right. what happens is it gives you a very wrong expectations you getting into mm. a lot of entrepreneurs are getting into companies thinking about valuation you know you will never succeed if you do not get into something to build a business that's the only way to succeed if you're getting into something saying that hey you know let me get into this category because there is huge valuation like for example right now everybody wants to be in gaming or edtech mm-hmm. you know even <laughs> if they don't have, junior yeah you know even if they don't have a, a yeah. background on it they feel that it's great they think they have an idea and mm-hmm. they think valuations are great that's a that's very very wrong so i feel that a lot of what you read in media affect mm-hmm. budding entrepreneurs because it just shows you somebody's you know it's a culmination of somebody's journey which might have taken a lot of effort and lot of time hmm. you know and you just reading these headlines every day saying that okay this one picked up 10 million this one picked up 100 million this one hmm. picked up 500 million hmm. do not get derailed by that you know hmm. real investors you know who are backing you will back your business they are not getting into it because there is a quick valuation to be made hmm. so i would say that's the first uh, thing the second thing is i've seen that a uh, lot of people uh, are you know and it's it's human nature i don't blame them you know they, they feel that let me try this for a year mm. and if not then i can always come back to my job right you know that again that half heartedness uh, is a reason for a lot of startups to fail mm. so if you are planning to dive into it go into it completely no in fact i i remember there's a very uh, famous saying in 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 marwadi i'm, I'm from uh, marwad so they say aapko kisi bhi business mein at least 1000 din dene zaruri hain 
so that you understand that so i think it, it's it's bilkul app what you said around just not just get into for a year look for a longer term in fact my next point was really that you know mm-hmm. uh, every entrepreneur when they building a business plan mm-hmm. are extremely optimistic of the next 3 years <laughs> and they do not have a vision of what happens in the next 10 years right right you know right. i think it needs to be opposite you need to be extremely pessimistic you know in the for the for you know next 3 years which is really mm-hmm. your 1000 day analogy Mm, mm, mm. not new rocket science mm. it's some who has who are people who have built business right and especially the community who come from you know they say business flows in their bloodstream mm, mm, mm. right so it's not it's nothing new but if you don't give yourself those 3 4 years to establish yourself so if mm. you know so when we actually look at projects we don't even ask them that give me your 3 years projections mm, because mm. we know that has no value mm. you know so i think that's very important people are extremely optimistic in 3 4 years and then you know not mm-hmm. so about beyond that but i think the real challenge is beyond that hmm agree in fact now i think even if even if a client asks us for that what is the one next one year plan say since we have seen covid has changed everything in probably in a week so you never know what is going to happen and and it Absolutely. is so fluid that you you never know what is going to happen absolutely great so so uh, atul you also uh, mentioned about uh, uh, mentors and people who helped you uh, during your journey both as an employee as well as an entrepreneur so any any people whom you uh, admire the work of those people whom you admire they could be in your category or they could be in some other category as well people who are from from the entrepreneurship domain so i think my biggest inspiration uh, and mentor is my uh, partner sudhir mm-hmm. menon uh, as i said, you know first generation uh, entrepreneur in two and a half decades has built a billion dollar company out of india globally present uh, across uh, 75 80 countries you know and all all done you know hands on mm-hmm. so that's a great uh, so i'm lucky that i have a partner like that who's also a mentor who's also a family friend you know uh, but other than that if you look at uh, you know i've as i said you know i've really been inspired uh, in phases you know so when i joined advertising uh you know i was inspired by my bosses when i moved into design i was inspired uh by the leadership over there so i think that is very important for you as a professional to grow forget mm. entrepreneurship for a moment but i'm saying as an individual for you to grow i think it's very very mm. important that you have at least from my personal experience that you have different inspirations right because different mm. people mm. will inspire you for different things and uh, that is something that uh, it has really helped me and when i became an entrepreneur uh, it came back and it paid back because all the people i mentored you know actually mm. helped me when i you know uh, gave up everything and started on my own so mm. uh, you know so i think that uh, is extremely important that we find these and it's not that see you have to understand one thing about uh, having mentor mm. you wait for somebody to come and tell you ki mentor you know uh, i'll mentor you that will never happen Mm. right mentors are not out there you know uh, this you need to find the right person and you know you really need to then tag them you know eat their brains get things out of it it's up to you right you know how right. and everybody who spent a certain amount of time inherently mm. wants to be a coach wants to be a mentor it's for mm. us for the mentee to really mm. go and tap into that Mm-hmm. so that's very very important so don't be shy if you admire somebody at your work if you admire any of your colleagues you admire anybody in your family do not be shy to go up to them and mm-hmm. ask them you know even the most stupidest of question you think you know you have in your mind but just go out and engage with them right 
So I think this is something which which everybody should learn that you know do not be shy of asking your co-workers or even your juniors if you could learn from something from them because they are going to teach something which 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 will help you grow as a person and as as a businessman. Great, great. So uh, my my next question to you, uh, Atul, is uh, absolutely. If if you could if you could if you have to suggest uh, maybe five books which which everyone should read on entrepreneurship or on about life lessons which would be those books sorry sorry i missed your question abhishek can you just so, so so i'm saying uh, if you have to suggest few books to people who want to get into entrepreneurship who want to get into marketing advertising want to start their own business which books would you highly recommend okay so i'll tell you uh, you know i uh, read only one kind of books which is uh-huh. really biographies and autobiographies okay okay so i'm very biased towards that and i have personally found great lessons from sports oh okay interesting you know so, uh, you know, so i pretty much have read uh, every significant uh, biography over there you know in in the sporting thing my all time favorite is open by agassi right okay i think the way he talks about uh, i mean the book opens by saying how much he hates tennis acha uh-huh. i mean the whole thing and and then he tells you that how you know he had no childhood from 2 years on his dad ensured that he had a grind to achieve what it is and mm. he absolutely detests tennis mm. you know because he lost his childhood to it he did mm. not have friends he did not have anything just a single minded goal mm. it's a fantastic book you know in true agassi style there's a lot of flamboyance there's a lot of uh, stories So I really like uh, these kind of books. I'm not a great believer of self-help books, you know, which preach to you. I rather look at real-life examples. You know, what I like about Open is that he talks about his failures. You know, mm. he talks about how difficult it was for him to win at Wimbledon. Okay. Everybody had written him off. You know, the first uh, series, uh, the the first chapter of the book is a long U.S. Open match that he's playing. you know mm. goes into a five setter so i so i love uh, reading these kind of books you know which is real life examples uh, you know the other book uh, that has stayed with me which has nothing to do with sports but has mm. huge lessons of team building and management lessons is actually a book uh, i forget the author's name mm. but it was this uh, friend of amir khan who wrote the book on making of lagan Okay. 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 It's it's uh, you know so again I'm sorry these are not typical uh, <laughs> books. I mean I've read all of the management books and I can you know give you lots of names, but I think yeah. these have some real life lessons. Impact on you. I, I right. think making of Lagan is a fantastic example of. Uh, yeah. uh i mean the kind of work that they had team building you know they had a calamity in an earthquake that happened at buj during that point of time how mm. they fought that mm. uh, uh, great stories uh, again yeah. open i would say if you you know uh, whether you're a sports fanatic or not whether you're mm. a fan or not mm-hmm. you definitely uh, read this book so i have i have already made a note of that this is the next book which i need to read <laughs> absolutely enjoy it you know So, so you mean to say that lessons? You don't need to only find lessons in those typical management books, but lessons yeah, can be found. Nothing wrong with those management books. I mean, right. uh, you know, you can recall this. But I just feel that if you have real stories, whether it's in sports, whether it's in business leader, you know, if you are able to read real stories, and of course, mm-hmm. it's a book. Some of those stories are, you know, polished and co. You know, uh, you they seem to be far more shiny. But you will always get a real flavor of the person when you do that. So I'm right. a big fan uh, of biographies and autobiographies. great great amazing amazing insights happening guys so those who are listening to this podcast keep listening because i'm trying to get more insights and more learnings from atul while while i move forward so uh, atul we spoken about uh, 
money we've spoken about funding we've spoken about uh, the the brighter side of the entrepreneurship but uh, it is a fact that if you are into entrepreneurship or if you are running a business there is no way in which you can you know you can escape stress you can you can't escape the the ups and downs of the lines so uh, my question to you is how do you cope up with with uh, these what is your mantra what are your tips and tricks by which you uh, cope up with such such a huge amount of stress so one thing is very important is that you need to compartmentalize your life you know they say that an entrepreneur works 24/7 mm. you know while that sounds good i think it's very important that you have different compartments in your life mm. your job if it takes uh, you know sort of when i say job i'm talking about you as an entrepreneur building your company mm. you know, put a certain time into it and then switch off you know mm. we you know uh, especially one thing that i have discovered in the last 6 7 months of this pandemic i'm sure it's with all you guys yeah, yeah. is that you really need your family to support you you know mm. you really need an ecosystem so that's very important to have this support system and for you to acknowledge that support system interact mm. a lot more with them you know make that call to your parents who might not be around with you right now so, you know mm. take that time out of you so it cannot be 24/7 your only madly building your uh, vision of a company you mm. know that you're going to burn out like that mm. you know you'll have to you know you have to pace it out you'll have to have different compartments to this so if you you know you spoke about books you know spend mm. some time to read books which has nothing to do with your business mm. you know i've always found great inspiration uh, in looking at stuff which has nothing which is not related to my business mm. you know so i think it's very important this the other thing is you need to have some hobby some passion mm. you know uh, like for example uh, i am a sneaker head you know so i mm. i collect rare sneakers and sneakers mm. a huge sneaker collection so for me that has nothing to do with my business <laughs> right. uh, you know uh, and i spend a considerable amount of time getting mm. back doing that because it's very it's very important and more so now in the current situation right mm. where uh, you know there is so much pressure and stress Mm. So I think these uh, outlets are very very important. You have to define them. You can be, you have to sometimes be anal about it. Mm. And see, mm. so this is the time that I devoted. So I'm giving give twelve hours a day, thirteen hours a day, no problem to your work. But mm. after that, you know, ensure that there are other things that you do. That's the only mm. thing that's going to keep you sane. That's mm. the only thing that's going to keep you going. Because business, there will be a challenge every day. Yeah, right. Only way you are going to face that challenge is if you are fit enough mentally and physically to face them. so no no matter what happens i mean at after certain time there is completely switch off from your from your work in important the only way you can switch off is if you are doing something else because otherwise yeah, you can't yeah, yes. just okay now i won't think about it you start thinking about it <laughs> right so the only way you can switch off is you know do something else right right i think it, it's again a very important lesson coming from a veteran of the industry saying that you need to switch off i mean so i think what what has happened is also in terms of how media has portrayed and we have heard about people like elon musk who work for 16 hours a day and everybody looks up to that saying that this is what we should also do but but as you said it is it is not helpful in the longer run yeah and if you see what warren buffet says right he says that one of the biggest uh, reasons for his success is he doesn't have a busy calendar mm-hmm. you know he doesn't have a calendar cramped with meetings he doesn't do more than one or two meetings a day Mm-hmm. you know so it right. gives a lot of time to think and that and of course he's somebody who's at a, a, a other end of the spectrum but i'm <laughs> right, saying right. that you know it's extremely important that you have other things in your life amazing amazing listen atul i think this is something which i will also implement in my personal life and thank you for sharing this 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 uh, trick with us so uh, atul since you since you have spent so much time in industry 
and uh, you must have met uh, i'm i'm sure all the big uh, big wig and all the big players in entrepreneurship and in marketing do you remember any advice or any learning which somebody gave you uh, probably at an early stage of your career or, or even when you started your own business which which is still with you and you still implement that so it's not so much of an advice but you know uh, i have seen with successful leaders right and this is some this is a pattern i have seen with the leaders i worked across categories is that uh, they do not delay a decision uh, you know i have seen that uh, you know a lot of time when something uh, comes to you which is a difficult decision to take hmm. you normally delay delay they say let me sleep over it let hmm. me think about it hmm. you know that you know there's nothing wrong with thinking about it but it hmm. is nothing but justification to delay that decision because ultimately that problem will not go away till you solve it right. and i have seen successful leaders you know people who are really successful and when i say successful not only in terms of the business but in terms of building their team in terms of mentoring hmm. you know they never delay decisions Mm-hmm. however hard it is however simple it is you drop them a mail you will typically find and you can see this in your own personal example people you deal with there mm-hmm. are certain people who will always respond immediately right you know and if they are caught up maybe they'll respond but max in a day they'll respond to you you know they'll mm-hmm. address that issue mm-hmm. they will not run away from it and i think mm-hmm. if you are able to do that mm-hmm. 80% of your problems will get solved you know without it becoming major problems and i think that is something uh, you know i see a lot of people lacking both professionals and entrepreneurs mm. which is this thing about taking a decision and moving on and once you have taken a decision they do not second guess it mm. yeah yeah I it doesn't matter i mean you have taken a decision yeah, yeah. right or wrong you take the decision you move on and yeah. uh, you know everybody all of us deal with people uh, the various people in our day to day life and we'll always find that there are certain people Mm-hmm. who are like this who do not delay their decision and invariably you will see that they are leaders in their field they're successful mm-hmm. doing good blah 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 all of that right right great great uh, great learning satul i think this this these are some of the things which which lot of people uh, when they get into entrepreneurship they never realize that these skill sets are also something which which are very important not just your college degree or what you have learnt in college absolutely So, so now coming to the tail end of our uh, podcast, Atul, I have two hypothetical questions for you. Sure. Uh, question number one is: uh, If I give you a time machine, and if you could go back uh, in time at any any point of time in your life, uh, uh, what time will you choose, and what change will you make in your life? And second is: In the same time machine, if you could go ahead, uh, where do you see uh, you and uh, Rainmakers in the next in the next ten fifteen years? so i think uh, i the one biggest change i would do is i would go back 15 years and become an entrepreneur then and there wow one of my biggest regret is being that you know i got into entrepreneurship very late mm-hmm. i should have done it 15 years back so if today i had to turn the clock back i would turn it back 15 years and i would say that you know i will start my entrepreneurship then and there i think a lot of other entrepreneurs yeah. including me make that mistake of thinking too much before starting off i think this is a very important lesson which everybody should listen and follow right yeah, and we really really that and you know we keep trying and then you know and then you as you go higher up in your professional career it becomes more and more difficult to give right. up everything right. that comes with it mm-hmm. so if i would have done that i would have uh, you know i would really go back and do this and going ahead Uh, as i said uh, uh, you know uh, i really do not have you know the i mean at this stage you know with 20 25 years uh, beyond you are simple vision as i said is that can we build successful companies can we create jobs mm-hmm. so for us it's really that you know like 
today if we are creating about 200 300 jobs can we create 5000 jobs as we move ahead so it is not so much about uh, a turnover goal it is not so much about a profitability goal because all this is going to be a subset of this but as rainmakers truly you know that's what we believe we are you know mm. can we actually play rainmakers you know and create entrepreneurs who will go on to create jobs right 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 amazing lessons uh, uh, from atul guys and those who have heard i think this is one of the best podcast which which i have also done in in terms of understanding uh, the the side from both somebody who has who has started his own companies and who has also mentored companies and who also and who's also worked in companies so thank you atul uh, for coming on this podcast and giving us your time thanks thanks a lot abhishek i really enjoyed it i think uh, one of the things i must uh, you know uh, compliment you is this entire thing has been a conversation it's not been an interview and i think these are the things where we really enjoy you know it's not your typical interview but you know these are the questions you're asking uh, me tells me that you know you yourself are an entrepreneur you have a ringside view of what's happening and just that this makes the whole experience you know much more enjoyable for me also Sure, sure. Thank you, Atul. Thanks a lot. Uh, Thank and you if, so much. If our yeah. students would uh, like to connect with you, where can they find you, Atul? Ah, so the uh, best to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, okay. So okay. Atul Hegde on uh, LinkedIn. So that's the best place, uh, you know, where I'll respond to everybody. Uh, so I think that that would be the best. Sure, sure. Thank you, Atul, and uh, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I'll be back with a new guest uh, next week. Uh, you can follow me on Digital Micropreneur. on facebook instagram and abhishek singh rajpurohit on linkedin thank you thanks a lot thanks abhishek thank you shraddha